Hello, and welcome to the podcast of the Central Church of God, located at 5120 Central Avenue, Portage, Indiana. Here, you can listen to Sunday service by Pastor Robert Sluter. If you have questions, prayer requests, or want more information about our church, please feel free to contact Pastor Robert at 219-963-8496. have to say early on right before when I was getting ready to take the offering I was standing over here Matt man whatever you were doing was just phenomenal just the praise that you were giving God on the guitar I know you didn't hear it but I was being blessed to stand right there because it was just a heart of worship I, I love worship anybody just want to worship God just says Lord we worship you we give you praise and that's what the heart of this message is this morning is from desire to presence Go ahead and say it with me, from desire to presence. How many has a desire this morning? If you don't have it yet, just say, God, I need that desire. Help stir up desire in me because I want to press in to your presence today. I know we've been talking about the theme of the year of returning, refining, rebuilding, but after last Sunday and just experiencing the presence of the Lord, what he's been doing, I just been seeking him this week and I really feel he led us to go in this direction about seeking his presence I want to take a story from the word of God you're familiar with and, and preach on that in first Samuel but before we do grab your Bibles let's say the declaration of the word today give it your very best I believe this is the word of God I believe it's fully the word of God in both the Old Testament and the New Testament I'm ready to receive from God's word today I'm alert I'm listening and I'm hungry. Lord, open my ears to hear and my heart to receive in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God, you're so good. If you have your Bibles, go to 1 Samuel chapter 1, and most of the scriptures that we'll be focusing on will be on the screen if you're following that, following your outline, and encourage you to write some notes down and bring them back with you on Wednesday night. We have a, a few moments after a beautiful time of worship. We go in and we, and we talk about what the Lord did during the week or what he did this morning, and we call it, we find God moments. How many is ready for a God moment this morning? If you haven't experienced that, I believe that God wants to give us some moments that we were able to write down and go back in and talk about it, talk about what God is saying to us in his word. So be ready for that, that conversation, and then we're going to be studying First Peter in, this, in the sanctuary class. From desire to presence, as we look at 1 Samuel, and we've seen this passage before, and, and, um, and so I'm going to preach from this passage again, but pull out some different things, and when we've looked at this at a, on another occasion. And so I want to stay focused in, in this first chapter, and just give you a little bit of the, the background in verses 1 and 2 without just reading those. Here's what's happening. We're introduced to a family. We were introduced to Elkanah, and he had two wives, Hannah and Paniah, and Paniah had children. But Hannah did not have children. She wasn't able to have children. The scripture says that the the Lord closed her womb. And you're like, why did he do that? Well, there's always a reason. And and he's going to bring a a blessing later. But uh, this is the beginning of the story. She's not able to have children. And here's the thing. Every year, Elkanah went to Shiloh to offer sacrifice to the Lord. I'm glad that we're able to come into the house of the Lord every every week together. But in their time of worship, uh, they had a special journey that they would go to a place to offer great sacrifices. And, And in fact, 
packed. I mean, uh, some of them would bring uh, three bulls and, and, some, uh, and some other things with them. I mean, they, these were elaborate sacrifices they would, they would bring once a year. So I want you to think about this. In, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 3, here's what I'm pulling this thought out here. Regular worship produces desire. Now, I'm not talking about just average worship and just being at a, at a service on a regular basis. I'm not talking a, about that. I'm talking about this intent that I'm regularly worshiping Lord. It, it's an, I'm, I'm going in with this expectation. I'm going in not just to keep a check mark. Well, I have to do this once a year or I have to do this once a week because I want to have regular worship in my, in my life and regular worship. Uh, and again, not trying to do a descriptive uh, as average or below average or super average. I'm just saying regular times of worship, uh, intentional times of worship. Uh, I want to press in, and, and you know, you can do that at home. Uh, anybody ever had some uh, special times of worship uh, at your home or in your car or maybe a, uh, at, at a, another place that you begin to press in? The presence of the Lord is not contained to just one place, uh, but I'm so thankful that when we come into the house of the Lord that we can have an expectation that he's going to be here when we press in, and, and so we want to press into your presence. We need to have regular worship, and that regular worship produces desire. How many wants desire to worship God and to press in and to have all that he has for you? I want to press in. Here's what verse 3 says. This man went up from his city yearly to worship and sacrifice to the Lord, the host of Shiloh. And, and there were also the sons of Eli, uh, uh, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord were there. And so this is, if you're following the story in 1 Samuel, you'll see that these, these gentlemen will come up again, Eli, the, the priests and his sons. But just keep that in, in a note there. This and the second thought here, as we look through verses 4 and set through 7, I'm not going to read this, but I want to give you that this conditions, conditions produce desire. Now, you can have a conditions that because of what you're facing that can drive you to desire to get closer to the Lord or your conditions can uh, cause you to uh, want to run from everything from God, but you have to choose what that condition is going to do in your life. Uh, no matter what you're facing or what you're going through, no matter what conditions uh, your home is like right now, no matter what condition your, your job is like right now, no matter what kind of condition your church is like right now, you have to decide, I'm going to press in. Uh, I want my conditions to give me the desire. I want my conditions to, to increase my my desire to be in the presence of the Lord. I can choose to let the conditions to, to, to cripple me. I can choose to let the conditions to bind me up, but I'm also going to choose that I can take the conditions I'm in, and then I want it to stir a desire in my heart, a, a hunger in my heart, a, a determination in my heart. I'm going to press in. I'm going to seek God. I'm going to give him all that I am. So here's some of the conditions of Hannah's desire. Elkanah gave Peniah and her children when they went to give these offerings, these times of worship, he gave them an offering. But because he loved Hannah so much, uh, he gave her even more. We find that out that he gives her a double blessing. But in this condition of, of Hannah's desires, this is what happened. Peniah would provoke Hannah because she wasn't able to have children. Peniah would rub it in her face that she had children uh, with, uh, with Elkanah, but uh, that Hannah could not, and, and she would provoke her, and she would, uh, and she would come against her, and she would mock her, and it would stir something up. And Hannah would not eat and, at this time, and she would weep because of the condition, but that condition drove her to have desire to find the presence of the Lord. Verse 8 says this, Then Elkanah, her husband, said to her, Hannah, why do you weep? Why do you not eat? Why is your heart so grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Uh, you have me and, I, and I'm showing you love. Well, why is it so heavy on you? But this condition produced a desire in Hannah to press in. 
1 Samuel 1 verse 9 says this, So Hannah rose after they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. Now Eli the priest was sitting on the seat by the doorpost of the tabernacle. This is the, the high priest that was there. He was, he was there watching what was going on. And verse 10 says, And she was in bitterness of soul. And she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish. New New Living Translation says it this way. Hannah was in deep anguish, crying bitterly as she prayed to the Lord. She had a heavy heart, but she was giving it to God. She was pressing in. This word uh, uh, bitterness uh, is the word mar, or in, uh, in the feminine, it's uh, mara. Sounds like uh, the story of Ruth, right? You remember uh, Naomi, the mother-in-law, that she said, don't call me Naomi anymore, but call me Mara, which means bitterness. Uh, this is what, this is what uh, Hannah is experiencing, this bitterness, uh, this heaviness, this, this anguish. Uh, can I let you know that when you're in those times that you can take that to the Lord? Uh, there's only two ways you're going to deal with it. You're going to deal with it the right way or you're going to deal with it the wrong way. And I want to encourage you to deal with bitterness and, and hurt and anguish the right way. Take it to God. Plead to the Lord. Uh, give it to him and let him move on you. This is what Hannah did. I, I've got this condition is producing in me the desire not to be away from the presence of God, but to get deeper into the presence of God. Because I know in the presence of God, there is healing. In the presence of God, there is freedom. In the presence of God, there's a breakthrough. In the presence presence of God, he will lift your heart and he will restore the joy that you're seeking. We've got to press into the presence of God. We can't let anything keep us from, from pressing in. So here's what happens in verse 11. I pulling this out that desire produces a vow. Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if you will indeed look on the afflictions of your maidservant and remember me, this is Hannah's prayer to God, and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child. This is this, the desire of her heart. She wants this child. I'm going to, I want this. Oh God, you see the pain. You see all the mockery. You see all the, uh, this, this, uh, that my, my, the other wife, how she's provoking me and this world is coming against me because I don't have this. If, if you'll give this to me, she says this, that I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life and no razor shall come upon his head. And we could pull out that, what all that means. But right now, all you need to understand is that she said, if you'll give me this blessing, I will give it to you. I'm not going to just be selfish with the blessing that you want to give. I, I want to share the blessing because, Lord, you see the desire in my heart. And when God begins to bless you, you need to have that heart. Lord, I don't I don't want to contain it just myself. I, I want to share the, the blessing. I want to testify what you're doing. I, I want my soul to be lifted, but Lord, I know that it can touch somebody else's life. And, and I want to, this child that is born, I, I'm going to give him to you. Not that he'll be used of the world, but that he'll be used of the kingdom of God. And, and so, Lord, I'm going to give this blessing back, but it's my heart desire to have this child. And, and Lord, so hear my anguish. Hear my cry. Can I let you know this morning you can go to the Lord in your anguish and your pain. You can cry out to him and you can say, God, I need you to take this from me. And he hears your cry and he wants to take your, he wants to take that, that hurt and pain and turn it into a, a testimony of joy and that he is a God who hears. Amen. Amen. So desire produces a vow. Don't make a vow to the Lord that you're not willing to keep. There's been a lot of people who's made vows, who've, who've said a lot of things. God, if you'll do this, I'll do that. And then as soon as God fulfills, they don't keep their end. Lord, help us be faithful to the vows that you, can, you give us. 
How many has prayed that? God, if you'll get me out of this, I'll never. And fill in the blanks. How many times have you been at a, an altar of surrender? God, I, I, here I am again. And I will, you know, it's okay. Keep coming back to the altar. Keep coming back to the presence of God, but let something change in your mind, something change in your heart. And this time say, God, I make this vow to you. I'm going to follow you all the days of my life. I know you've pulled me out of the darkness into your marvelous light. Did we not sing about it this morning about the transformation power of God in our life? My Redeemer lives. He's changed my soul. And Lord, I want to give everything I have to you. I don't want to hold anything back. You deserve more than I can give, but I want to give all I can. I want to press in. And I don't want this world to weigh me down anymore. I'm tired of the bondage of this world. I'm tired of the sorrows of this world. I'm tired of the shortcomings of this world. I'm tired of being discouraged and be disappointed. But Lord, I'm not disappointed in you. I know I can call on your name. I know that you hear me, oh God. You want to be the lifter of my soul. You want to lift me up. But I've got to make a vow. And I've got to keep the vow. God, I'm giving it all to you. When you bless me, I'm blessing you back. When you bless me, I'm going to bless someone else. I'm going to press in. I'm going to press in. I'm going to press in. Lord, help us all in this room hear this message this morning, oh God, that we can come back, running back to you, that you hear us. You hear our pains. A vow produces a pouring out. Verses 12 through 16, if, if you're reading through this, you'll See these thoughts coming through. A vow produces a pouring out. This is a condition of Hannah's prayer. While she was praying this, Eli watched but did not understand. If you read through the prayer that Hannah gives, you see that she's weeping bitterly. She's praying with anguish, but she's not praying out loud. She's keeping it internal, but her lips are moving, but no sound is coming out. And Eli misunderstands her prayer. Can I let you know there's probably been some in this room, some watching online, that your prayers have been misunderstood. The enemy wants to Use that against you, but you can choose. God, I'm going to keep pressing in anyway. I'm, I can choose. I have to make a decision how I'm going to respond to every situation that I face, and I want to learn to keep doing it the right way. God, help me do it the, the right way. And, and Eli watched, but he did not understand. Eli accused Hannah's prayer as drunkenness. Uh, not only did he not understand, but he made a false accusation that you're drunk right now. Uh, you've been intoxicated by wine and strong drink. Uh, you're not making sense right now because you've been caught up in something else. But here's what Hannah's response is. Uh, I haven't been uh, drinking anything. I'm not intoxicated by anything. But I've been pouring out my soul to the Lord. That's what verse 15 says. Uh, I've been pouring out my soul to the Lord. Uh, we need to take some time and pour out our soul to the Lord. Uh, you can do it here this morning. Uh, you can do it at home. But we've got to keep pouring out uh, not just our, our love, uh, not just worship, but our whole being. I want to pour it on to, to Him. Uh, I want to give him all that I'm healing, that I'm dealing with, all that I'm facing because he's able to handle it. We've got to pour it all out to him. I'm going to let you know this morning, we're going to have an opportunity to give it to him, pour it out to him. He hears us when we cry. Yes. Hannah did not want to be perceived as wicked. That's what she, that was happening in these verses, but she was responding, I'm pouring it out. So a vow produces a pouring out. Verse 17, then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. He began to have a different mindset. He heard her heart. 
Give somebody a chance to let them share their heart. Give that person a chance. Hear their heart. Don't just make assumptions. We can, sometimes we've been Eli. Anybody been an Eli before? Lord, help us not judge too quickly. Help us see the heart. Because sometimes when you're going through something and you're pouring it all out, you don't even know how to pour it out. This is what Hannah was doing. She didn't even know how to, how to give it to God uh, other than just cry there. And, and there's times we struggle with that. But we have to understand we have to keep going to God. Amen. Keep going to the Lord. Then Eli answered, go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition which you have asked of him. And she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went her way and ate and, found, and her face was no longer sad. There's a time to go ahead and put a smile on your face. Amen. Uh, go ahead. Some of you may need to do that this morning. Maybe you don't have it right now. But I'm praying when you walk out those doors uh, that the joy of the Lord has been returned. Uh, that you can walk out with a smile, not with a frown. You can walk out with joy, not with sadness. Because we can give it to the Lord. And you can hear God has heard your prayer. God's going to grant your request. Uh, God is still in control. He's still pouring out favor. He's still pouring out blessings. He's still pouring out miracles. Uh, we can have our countenance raised. Because God is still on the throne, and God still hears, and God still answers. And so, Lord, we pray to you. Here's what you need to hear. A pouring out produces an outpouring. A pouring out produces an outpouring. Do you hear what I'm saying? When we begin to pour out on God, there's going to be an outpouring from heaven. If we don't hold back, there's going to be an outpouring from heaven. Someone say that with me. A pouring out produces an outpouring. Verse 19 says, Then they rose early in the morning, they worshipped before the Lord, and they returned and came to the house of Ramah. And Elkanah knew his wife, and, and, they, and, and the Lord remembered her. Verse 20, So it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son. And, he called, and she called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked for him from the Lord. She gave him, she gave him I've, I've responded because the Lord has blessed me and I'm giving him back to the Lord. Now the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer the Lord yearly sacrifices. Verse 22. But Hannah did not go. For she said to her husband, not until the child is weaned, then I will take him that he may appear before the Lord and remain there forever. I want you to see this verse again, and this, here's what I want you to hear. Desire the presence of the Lord. Desire the presence of the Lord. Verse 22 in the English Standard Version says this, But Hannah did not go up. For she said to her husband, As soon as the child is weaned, I will bring him in, so that he may appear in the presence of the Lord. And dwell there forever. Say that phrase with me. The presence of the Lord. How many are desiring the presence of the Lord this morning? I'm desiring his presence. I want to be here to experience his presence. When we come week after week, I want to come to experience the presence of the Lord with that anticipation, knowing that he's going to meet us. How many believes that? That he wants to meet us here. I want to make that vow, Lord, when I come into your house, I want to come with a hungry heart. 
That means sometimes we, need to, we might need to pray through before we get here in the morning because of the struggles and the pains that's happened throughout the week. Lord, help us desire the presence of the Lord. At the end of this chapter, you'll see that Hannah, that Hannah waited to go to the house of the Lord to worship until Samuel was weaned. But when, she, when he was, she kept her vow. and She dedicated Samuel to the presence of the Lord. Here's what I want you to take from this this morning. Desire the presence of the Lord for you, for your children, for your children's children. This prayer of Hannah was not just for herself, but it was for her son that wasn't even born yet. But if you'll give me the son, I'll give him to you. I want him to experience your presence. Lord, we've got to desire your presence, not just for ourselves, but for our children and their children. We've got to be hungry for this. Not just a, a small want. I, well, I hope that they're here. I hope they, 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 I, hear, I hope they know God. No, I want a desire. Lord, I want them to experience uh, your presence. I, I want to experience your presence. And out of the overflow of your presence in my life, God, I, I pray that my children will begin to experience that. And I pray for my, my children's children. Even though my children don't have children yet, I'm praying, God, when that happens, that, that they'll know you, that they'll, they'll be raised in the fear of the Lord, that they'll see the power of God, that they don't have to hear from someone else but they'll see it in our family they'll see it in our church God I pray for your outpouring Lord when we begin to pour out on you you begin to outpour on us Lord we press in this morning right now we desire your presence we desire your presence we've got to press in just pray for a moment right now Heavenly Father we desire you we need you oh God Cry out to the Lord. We need you, O oh Lord. We need you, O oh God. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Listen to this. God desires his followers. How many is following Jesus today? If you haven't surrendered your heart to the Lord, this is a day that you want to become a follower of Jesus Christ. If you're watching our line, if you're here in this room, this is a day you need to decide, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to lay everything down. I'm going to surrender my life, and I'm going to follow him greater than ever before. I'm going to follow him. God desires his followers to experience his presence today. This is a house of worship. We will press in. We will seek Him. We will, we will forget all distractions and focus on Him. We will press in. We will press in. We have no option but other than to press into the presence of God. That is why we're here. God, help us today. Forget about yesterday. Yesterday's over. We need him today. Next week, we've got to forget about this week and press in again uh, his presence because he wants to do something fresh every day. Every time we come together, he wants to do something that, that encourages us and empowers us for the week to come. How many knows that you're going to run into somebody this week that doesn't know the Lord? Are you ready? 
It's out of our, it's out of our hunger for him that his presence uh, begins to walk with us everywhere we go, that they see a difference in us, that we're able. And I thank the Lord for those who came up last week and said, I need the spirit of God to move in my life, that even in my workplace I have the boldness and, and I have the words to say, that the Holy Spirit will give me the words to say to bring comfort to these people, but also give them the truth that they need to know God. Lord, help us with this. God desires his followers to experience his presence, not just to get goosebumps, but to know that he's real, that he's with us, he hasn't forsaken us. He wants you to experience him this morning. I want everyone just to think about this today. If you're in this room, if you're watching online, if you've ever had an encounter with God and you knew it was real, you knew it was the power of God, it was the presence of God, just begin to testify and wave your hands right now. I felt his presence. I, I know it was real. I know it wasn't something I just mustered up. It was the presence of God. I didn't know how to respond. Sometimes we respond by dancing. Sometimes we respond by shouting. Sometimes it may be a run. But whatever it is, I knew I need to respond to the presence of the Lord. If you haven't experienced that, hold on. God wants you to experience his presence in a way that you don't know how to respond. That something within you is going to raise up. You may give him a shout. You may just begin to cry. It's not a sad cry. It's a happy cry. You may begin to sing. You don't even know what you're singing because God has created us to worship him, to inhabit the praises, and he wants us to be his temple filled with the power and filled with the presence of his spirit. I have to let you know that God is still pouring out his presence today as he did in past revivals. Put up that next slide. God is still pouring out his presence today as he did in past revivals. How many believes that? That God is not done. That God still has a plan. That he's not done with pouring out his spirit on those who are hungry. We've got to be hungry. So let me take you to 1970 in, in, in February, just uh, uh, in 1970 the, in Asbury, there was revival. And, and we've watched a little bit of that here on a Sunday morning. A few years ago, we, we pulled up that, uh, some clips from that revival. And here's a, here's a clip uh, from, uh, um, from the Collegian, which was a newspaper. It says, spontaneous revival swept Asbury. Look at the next picture. There's a picture of a, of a group of people from 1970 worshiping God in that revival. And, uh, but can I let you know, here's an article that I found out on Wednesday, this past Wednesday. Here's the article. This is what it says. Revival strikes Asbury again. Uh, the revival strikes there. Now that's over there, but God's not done here. Look at this picture from Wednesday morning in their chapel. There's students. They look a little bit different than they did in 1970 but God still poured out his spirit today and he was pouring out his spirit on that Wednesday look at the next picture uh, from Wednesday they were in the altars and they were, they were they were praying to God look at the next picture they were lifting up their hands and they were praying but that was Wednesday Friday night I was reading this through some posts that I'm a part of some of our pastors, this is not a Church of God institution. This is not one of our churches, but we recognize revival. A couple of our pastors decided that without uh, coming up with that plan together, they decided to go to Asbury, and one was there, and, and he's seeing over this, and he saw another pastor from, from Kentucky there trying to see what God is doing. This is Friday night. Look at the next picture on Friday night. This is what the pastor wrote, a little clip, a little post. He says, the presence of God was there. Singing was taking place. There was no words 
on the screen. There wasn't even a screen, but we just begin to worship God, begin to praise God. Check the next picture out. Look how many people are in this auditorium on a Friday night seeking the presence of the Lord. So I want to read to you from the article from Wednesday. This is just from that day, a recap from that morning, from that afternoon and that night. This person, Alexandra Presta, writes, I've been in Hughes Auditorium for almost 12 hours now without an intent to leave anytime soon. Peers, professors, local church leaders and seminary students surround me, all of them praying, worshiping, and praising God together. Voices are ringing out. People are bowing at the altar. Arms stretch wide. A pair of friends cling to each other in a, in a hug, one with tears in her eyes. A, a diverse group of individuals crowd the piano and flawlessly switch from song to song. Some even sit like me with laptops open. No one wants to leave. No one even expected this to happen, not on a random Wednesday for sure. Yet we sit and we sing about God's love pouring out and his goodness. Part of me is filled with nothing but gratitude. We have sung the popular song by Brandon Lake more than once, but the truth of the lyrics hit me every time. So I throw up my hands and praise you again and again because all that I have is a hallelujah. I have embraced friends, cried with strangers, and overall felt more connected to God than I have in a long while. And I'm only one person, one witness to healing and transformation of action taking place on the carpets, against the walls, and between the wooden rows of seats. Junior Abigail Glee said she felt peace about the sovereignty of God. He is teaching me to believe that he is in control and that I don't need to worry. Senior Ashley Schumacher described feelings that the weight of the Holy Spirit the second time she re-entered use after chapel had been dismissed. Another student, Andrew Johnson, spent hours in use and found himself being reminded about how it's okay to be vulnerable and emotional. Freshman Kiara King told the collegian she felt a push from God tonight. He gave me the push to keep going and to truly know he has me on the right path. She said, no matter what anyone has been through or how God spoke to them individually, there was a collective understanding that it was time to surrender, pray, and keep worshiping. Somebody hear that? It is time to surrender and pray and keep worshiping. Say it again. It is time to surrender, pray, and keep worshiping. It doesn't sound like the night is, going, is planning to end anytime soon. A friend in Tennessee FaceTimed me in the middle of the worship because I had to see for myself what God was doing. Here's my question. Are you ready for a move of God? Are you ready for the presence of the Lord? As our praise team begins to come back, we've given our, our media team permission if they get moved on and they need to come down and the lyrics are not up there, it's going to be okay. I love the words are there, but I want to press in no matter what. I don't want anybody to be hindered from pressing into the presence of God. But are you hungry today? I desire an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in this place this morning. 
Lord, we surrender to you right now. Every person in this room, just begin to press in. Begin to pray. Turn your focus to God right now. Lord, we press in. Your presence is real. The altars are open if you even want to start coming down this way right now. I'm hungry for God. If you're hungry for the Lord, this is the time, this is the hour. He's moving across. There's testimonies of, 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 of revival pouring out in Florida. There's a church there that's been in 30 days of prior. There, there's been a woman who was blew, uh, healed from blindness. God is pouring out his spirit, but he's going to do it on those who are hungry for him. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Let this be the moment. If the altar area is full, sit on the front row, but I pray, press in the day. Press in the day. We hunger for you, Lord Jesus. Don't look to the left. Don't look to the right. Keep our eyes on him. And here's the prayer. The desire, the presence of the Lord for you, for your children, and your children's children. And if you can find, speak the name of Jesus. God wants to, he's going to pour out his spirit. He's going to pour out his spirit. We can't be in a hurry. Some of you are still waiting for that breakthrough. It's going to happen this morning. Keep desiring. If you haven't felt it yet, maybe you need to change the seat over. Move over one seat. Maybe they'll change for you. I'm telling you, you've got, you've got to. It's not going to just fall on you. It's that pressing in. But I'm going to pray right now. Heavenly Father, I pray for, and make it personal. Lord, I pray for myself right now. I want to desire you. No matter, some of you have come in with heaviness and you're, you're thinking because of the way it was last week, what I've experienced last week, some of the things I've gone through, that the Lord doesn't want to bless me right now. Forget about yesterday. Think about right now. The Lord wants to bless you right now. He doesn't think, He doesn't care about yesterday. He didn't care about last night. He cares about what you're doing right now. He wants you to press in. He wants you to be forgiven right now. He wants you to feel His love right now. He wants you to feel His presence right now. Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. And Lord, I pray for my children. And here's what the Lord has led me earlier to do. I didn't know when to do it. This is the time right now. If you have family here, get together with your family. Get together with your family. If you don't have family, find someone to become your family right now. But the Lord doesn't want us to be by ourselves. Somebody, get with your family. Find someone else and, and just make some huddles uh, around the front area, maybe even the, in the sides. But get together with somebody. Lord wants to pour out his spirit. He wants to pour out his spirit. Jesus. Everyone say Jesus. Don't let anybody be alone. Somebody find somebody. And if you're by yourself, find somebody. I'm telling you, God wants to do something in this moment. We're going to speak the name of Jesus over our families. Lord, this has been our heart's cry. There's so many, so many that have lost children, that have walked away, they have mothers and fathers that are not serving you.
that brothers and sisters in our, our hearts cry. We want to be empowered by you, but Lord, we want to see our families one. We want to see our families restored. We want to see our families renewed in your presence, oh God. And we believe it right now. So I pray a covering over our families again. We're going to keep bringing our families to you. We're not stopping. We're going to keep bringing them to you. You're bringing healing. We believe it. Soften their hearts, oh God. Speak his name. Sing his name. And I just want to speak the name of Jesus over every heart and every mind. Because I know there's peace within your presence. I speak Jesus. Addiction starts to break. Declaring there is hope and there is freedom. I speak
shout Jesus from the mountains and Jesus in the streets. Jesus in the darkness over every enemy. Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name of Jesus. Come on, let's sing that together. Shout Jesus. Shout Jesus from the testify can we testify Ashley just gave her heart back to the Lord Hallelujah. oh we give you praise celebrate celebrate yeah! Ashley we celebrate with you we love you this church loves you God loves you God has never given up on you. And there's others who's watching. Your sons and daughters are coming back to the Lord. Begin to declare it. They're coming back to the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Jesus. I just want to close with one more prayer in this. Heavenly Father, you see our hearts. You see the love that we have for our children. And as much as love that we have for them, you have even so much more. So, Lord, we pray a covering over them. Keep them safe until their heart is surrendered to you again. Cover them, O oh Lord. Lord, we celebrate with Ashley, Lord, right now. But, Lord, there's others who are going to be coming back to the Lord that you're prodding on their hearts even today. Lord, we pray, O oh Lord, help us, Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Glory to your name. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, God. Say this prayer. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O oh, Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Amen. We'll be praying here Tuesday night. If you're not on a date, come on and join us. Be here Wednesday night to hear from the word of the Lord. God keep you and be with you until we return. In Jesus' name, amen.